the annual Feed Ontario Hunger Report was released, and it captures food bank usage in the province, analyzes trends, and provides recommendations on what we can do. Here to talk about the report, Carolyn Stewart, Executive Director of Feed Ontario. Welcome to the show, Carolyn. Good morning. Thanks for being here. So um, what did you learn from Ontario's annual hunger report? Yeah, this is report revealed that over 510,000 individuals accessed our services, which is an increase in 8,800 people over the previous year, and that they visited over 3 million times, which is an increase in visits of 4%. And so for us, this shows that not only are more people visiting, but that they're having to come with more frequency. Um, the two largest groups of food bank users are, remain single-person households and children, but we also saw an unprecedented number of employed individuals accessing our services, seeing a 27% increase over the last three years. And uh, that that is unusual, the, uh, the employed people. Are these people that are employed with the gig, um, that are working under the gig, uh, gig system, gig economy? Yeah, I believe, um, we believe a lot of them are perhaps um, precarious, temporary, um, part-time contract work or even minimum wage work um, who are coming to see our services. So food banks, they're a symptom of what's going on. They are not the fix to the symptom. So what is the underlying message here when you, when you realize that we're, we've got half a million people in this province using the food banks and uh, more increasingly so? Yeah, so um, I think if you asked any single worker or volunteer from a food bank, um, they would agree that food banks do serve a symptom of poverty and they are not the solution, um, but rather good public policy is. Um, We think that's key to addressing the needs in this province. And throughout the report, you'll see uh, we have three key recommendations which center on uh, changes that can make an impact for these individuals. Um, Firstly, investing in affordable housing and the portable housing benefit that are outlined in the National Housing Strategy. Um, Secondly, retaining the current definition of disability under the Ontario Disability Support Program. Um, There's been discussions this year on changing that and aligning it with the federal definition, Um, but unfortunately that excludes episodic illnesses, so things like Parkinson's disease, MS, um, depression, diabetes. Um, So really we want to make sure that that remains inclusive um, for those individuals with um, disabilities. And then finally, closing the gap between Ontario's social assistance rates and the Ontario market basket measure. So the poverty line currently sits at $19,700 per year. but those on Ontario Works receive $8,800 annually and the ODSP at fourteen thousand, just over $14,000 annually. So you can see there's a significant gap. And when over 70% of those who access our services are on some form of social assistance, um, it really demonstrates to us that, that today's systems are just not sufficient for making ends meet. Carolyn, one of the things that, I, uh, that struck me when you're talking about your recommendations to the government and how we can improve uh, the, the health of the province by you know, making sure that people are well-fed is the housing affordable uh, the uh, component of you know your recommendation are we is that suggesting that people are having to make the decision between you know keeping their lights on and you know paying their rent and eating 
Definitely. Um, that's something, that impossible choice is faced by millions of people probably across the province. Um, so unfortunately, when people are on a fixed budget, um, they're going to direct their limited, limited income to their fixed expenses. So if that's keeping a roof over their head, their lights on, their heat on. Um, and so that's why many people skip food or go without because it's the easiest thing to go without as opposed to a fixed expense. And when I say easy, I mean a choice between keeping a roof over your head or feeding yourself. Um, so that's why they're turning to food banks for support um, to fill those gaps and what they can achieve with their own income. You know, you re- you revealed in your report, the uh, Feed Ontario's an- annual hunger report, that we're seeing more than half a million people in the province visiting food banks th- this uh, past year. Do you, uh, how do you collect the information yeah, so um, the information is actually collected through a system called Link to Feed, which is a cloud-based intake software um, that's standardized across all of our our food banks, and it's collected in real time across the year. Um, I will say it's not a condition of service, so it's voluntary by clients if they'd like to submit their information. Um, so if they want to, they can. It doesn't mean that they don't receive service if they would not like to participate. Um, but it's it's used. It's a standardized system that's now used across the country. So I would imagine that your numbers could be much higher, or at least the reasons uh, for using the food bank could be slightly different. We've got people that uh, w- would be dealing with some sort of, uh, I would imagine, in some cases, shame. Um, yeah, I think sometimes, you know, it's always difficult for anyone to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they may, we may not see every single person who's in need. If you look at the larger issue of food insecurity, not everyone that's food insecure will visit a food bank. Um, the idea of food insecurity is perhaps worrying about food. So maybe this month you have enough income to cover it, but that doesn't mean you're worried. You're not worried about meeting to the end of the month, right? Um, but we see the most severely food insecure um, at our food banks, and there's definitely more individuals out there who probably need help. How important are food banks over the Christmas season? Because we all get really busy trying to organize our time. Do people forget about food banks? Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's understandable that's a busy time of year for everyone, and we encourage those not to forget about your local food bank and your local communities. Um, food banks are incredible and vital resources to, to the communities that they serve and rely entirely on the support of, of communities and donors um, that are out there to, to make ends meet and make sure that they can service this increasing need across the province. You brought up the fact that a lot of the households that are using food banks happen to be single-person households. How many of these are are seniors? Um, I actually don't have that statistic offhand, but in the last couple of years, I do know the trend is on the rise for seniors um, to be visiting. So um, two years ago, it was about 8%, and so we have seen an increase in that. And if you look at particular communities across the province, um, they have seen an increase if they perhaps have more seniors in their community, um, they may see that shift in demographic more greatly. I appreciate your time today, Carolyn. If people want to uh, find out more about your report, where can they go? Yeah, please visit our website at www.feedontario.ca and, and remember to make a donation to your local food bank this holiday season. Thank you, Carolyn. Have a great holiday. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks. That's Carolyn Stewart. She's executive director of Feed Ontario, putting out their annual hunger report. You know, we're such, uh, we are so busy on our day-to-day basis, especially during this season. A lot of people forget the fact, you know, while they're trying to make ends meet, that people can't afford a basic standard of living. And it is good to keep those in, you know, that are less fortunate in mind, especially over the holiday season. So I appreciate her time today. And hopefully, you know, it gives us some pause and some food for thought. Don't forget your food bank over this holiday season.